Welcome back to Geeks and Hair to the Earth. I'm JC. Hey, I'm CK. Mike D's over here. And Jamie Skull. And this is going to be the opposite of the Wonder Woman 1984 episode <laughs> where we spend 40 minutes crying about the ostensible piece of shit of something that we hate. We're going to go back to something that we love, something in our hearts. Yeah, WandaVision, yeah. because we, when you need the day saved... Marvel's got your back. Uh, but first, uh, what have you guys been up to? It's been a minute. I know we're going to have a full-sized episode coming up soon, but WandaVision's too fucking cool. we got to do this shit right now. Yep. Uh, well, I'm collecting my Joes, as usual. I'm getting my collection up with Zartan and stuff. And I've been watching a really cool show on Netflix called uh, Blood of the Gods. It's made by the same company that does uh, Castlevania's animation, and it's set during Greek mythology. It's really cool. Wow, nice. Uh, speaking of mythology, I have been playing God of War uh, for the first time somehow. That blows on- my goddamn mind. Yeah, I don't know, man. Life happens. But anyway, first time, but I'm playing it on PS5 with these upgrades. Uh, I am, I'm just speechless. I am blown away. Um, I am just adoring it. It's so awesome. I love it. Such a good Continuing game. the theme of mythology, oh. I am really into <laughs> the uh, DC Future State stuff, particularly... Um, Wonder Woman, which is going to become a series called Wonder Girl with yep. a new uh, character that is awesome. And um, I love it. It's been great. So I'm looking forward to seeing What's her name? Is comes. it Yara? Yara. Yeah. She's awesome. I love her. She's I, resilient. I, I love Future State. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. So, <laughs> many, it's, so many awesome creators. This is so cool. I, I can't <laughs> wait to surprising. actually be able to read it. God damn it. It's killing me. It's absolutely killing me. And I'm hopefully be able to afford it soon. It's cool. Um, all I've been up to speaking of the future stuff is I think I'm the only person really loving Cyberpunk 2077 with no crashes. <laughs> I've done every side mission in the fucking thing. I'm 40 hours into it, not even halfway through the game. And now there's like a support group of my friends across the country that also enjoyed it. Like, we we bought the PS5 or we had a PC and we're playing it for what it is. It's like, yeah, yeah, this game's great. I see why you guys are pissed. You didn't get to play it. <laughs> I'll get around to it one day. Uh, wait. Yes, I recommend everybody to wait until all the patches and fix, but it's a fantastic game. It's not what they sold it and all the shit they hyped it up to be for years, but I mean, just a fantastic game. Like if you like Fallout and you like RPGs and you like cyberpunky style shit, yeah, it's 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 a hell of a ride. What cracks me up is people that didn't know how to play it though. They're like, I just did the main story and it ended in twelve hours. I'm like, that's not how we Fallout. That's not how we Skyrim. Look at the graphics. This <laughs> is like yeah. you're supposed to go everywhere and do shit. But that's what I've been up to. And now we've recapped, so on to the bell of the ball. Wanda Vision. Wanda fucking Vision. Before we jump to dive, uh, before we deep dive into this, I want to uh, just just throw this out there from my own personal research that Wanda Vision is the first show that has happened since this show started that made half the goddamn internet go pick things apart like we do because holy shit, half of this is just our enjoyment of it because every person I've talked to is like, did you find this Easter egg? Did you find this? And like, nobody's found them all. Like COVID land really helped that post-production department out a fucking lot. They were probably doesn't need to be said for anybody that's coming to this podcast, but spoilers ahead out the asshole. And if you haven't watched it yet, don't worry. People were live spoiling it. Like it was old school game of Thrones at three 30 in the fucking morning last Thursday. 
this is the first five episodes too by the way we're halfway through just letting you know uh, so yes. like this is where we are right now so anything past this like this is going to air before this friday's episode so anything past this we don't fucking know about it anybody that fucking is listening this far knows why we did it at five but we'll get to that in a minute uh so so what do you guys think so far like initial impressions before we dive too far in like the first two episodes are totally separate from the other three that we have right now like the first two are sitcom-y love and clearly wanda's mental delusion but uh, like what do you guys think they're so good though like the thing is they're made so well because i don't know like I, i just love the production design on every episode and the acting like i get lost in that like elizabeth olsen is fucking amazing in this and so is paul bettany like they're putting Incredible. on they're putting on an acting clinic and they act like she's acting like a different character every episode and not even Adam, just every episode multiple, multiple different characters and at one point in episode five we get her back to her old sokovia we get like sense. three versions of her in episode five like <laughs> yeah, two different time periods and like sokovian i am a motherfucker <laughs> yeah. i love that you i love that you mentioned the accent because that really struck me when she comes outside of the hex and she addresses them and you you almost forget that she has that accent and you're like oh my god she means fucking business now because yeah. it, it really underlines that i love that the, the we now know as sokovia as sokovia is not real first of all um in real Wait, life it's, like it's, it's not it's, it's, it's not. A, it's Isn't a Marvel. It right beside Narnia and Lavertia. It's right and between Madripoor. Wakanda and Madripoor. Yeah, <laughs> ah, there it is. There it <laughs> is. Look at, look at the map. It's on the map. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad we're going to get to get Madripoor in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though. That's yeah. that's leading yeah, up to then, some cool things. Let's um, let's go back to Sokovia. I think I, I like that trigger word there. I like I like that focus because Sokovia is where so much of where the story really begins. I think that a lot of Wanda and Vision's story kind of got looked over by the Infinity War and Thanos and all of this. But um, you know, looking back on Age of Ultron, so much important shit building to the future happened there that really capitalizing on now. And, uh, you know, Sokovia, her blowing up that building and killing those people trying to get rid of that bomb is so fundamental to part of why Psyche is shattered right now. Did you notice the name of the paper towels? Oh, uh, yes, of course. Uh, they're Lagos. Lagos. Yeah, from where, the, where she blew up uh, 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 the building. crossbones. Yeah. And what's, uh, what's the quote in the uh, the paper towel trailer? For cleaning up messes you didn't mean to make. Yeah, yeah. and it's going <laughs> to be liquid. It's and red the note at, the, at the end of it, oh, it just keeps oh. dripping red. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, you guys are really fucking shooting for the moon. But when let's rewind here some, and the, like what what Mike is saying, um, you know, it, Avengers two does it up a lot, and there was a house arrest feel, which if you go back Einstein twenty twenty in quarantine land, or the fact that they're isolated in the the hex bubble, like the fact that. Uh, they were isolated as like a bad domestic couple in civil war has unexpected ramifications mm, watching mm. this in COVID land with them locked down. But the yeah, first two episodes were fantastic until you, I mean, we saw the trailer. We know that this is happening now and it's nine days after the blip is when. Yeah. yeah nine days after end game. Well, nine days after the blip is when she took vision's body and then started this. Yeah. So nine days after the blip and end game more specifically. So she, she wasn't dealing with that whole grieving widow thing too well. Well, and one of the reasons why is, you know what? She is, she originally is a villain and yeah. she needs vision to keep her good. She needs, that's what she needs vision. She must have him and she knows that. And that's 
I think part of why she's kind of subconsciously started doing this from the beginning. I don't think she even realized it until she does now at this point, but. Okay. You know what? That's, that's, that's a really fantastic point that in much like the comics, she starts as a villain and he really anchors her. Like you're saying away from that villainy. And now we see once he's gone, what the fucking happened. She's just going to do what the hell she wants. Well, we saw glimmers of this in infinity war with the arguments between not infinity war shit, uh, civil war and the arguments between them and the house arrest. I keep calling that movie infinity war. It's civil war. I swear to God. But, uh, when they're in house arrest there, I mean, it's a, it's a battle of wills. It really is. That's a great observation. She uh, and you know the thing is is like you said, Age of Ultron is super important now in retrospect. Hell, I think I've watched it twice since I've been watching One Division because at the end every time it, it suggests me to watch it, so I just like hit okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck, I'll watch Age of Ultron, and I do like it a lot better in hindsight. It's made the it's retroactively made the movie better to me. Uh, it but really the whole has. the whole idea of the Sokovian thing that they touch on because okay, first of all, this show does two separate sections. It has a in sitcom feeling where when she's in the hex and then it has the real world stuff going on with Monica Rambo and sword and uh, the Hayden guy and all that stuff. So, uh, Haywood, my bad. Uh, and well, and he, he, when he's given the debrief in episode five about Wanda Maximoff and the stuff that she went through in Sokovia being radicalized and stuff. And Jimmy Woo's like, that's a drastic misunderstanding. <laughs> Mr. What simplification simply oversimplification yeah yep. like i would love to know them to go back and show like more because they show one little scene of her like out in like a, a riot shouting i would love to see more of that like her and pietro like when they were radicalized oh definitely but uh it should be pointed out that the sword logo now that we've seen it repeatedly has earth in the middle with eight dots around it and there's four on one side three in the other and there's a big theory floating around the net right now that it's a logo for the Nine Realms with uh, Midgard being in the oh, center. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's they come up with that cool theory. I read it online. I don't have it. I don't know who to fucking quote it to because I've seen it in like seven motherfucking things right now. And this is why I'm glad other people are tearing shit apart now, like the way that we do. Because you know, quarantine is going to put us out of a job in this podcast if this shit don't <laughs> end soon. Well, I, that's what I was about to say. So there's two things this show's got going for it that I love. One, this feels like Lost when Lost was coming on the first time. Like everybody's going after 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 every episode, everyone's talking about it all week. They're they're making they're speculating. Like it's crazy what people. This is like like I said, Lost, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead when it first started. Like, and I'm going to throw another one out there for me personally, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, it's it's these yeah. mysteries. It's every episode, everything that you think you learn, there's more questions beyond that. And you're just, oh, I love it. I, and, sw- you I, know, sw- I swear to God, half of me wants to yell at you for being like an elitist hipster, but the other half of me has watched like half that shit and loves it. So yeah, you're right. It's an yeah. obscure, yeah. wonderful grab. I'm right. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is that that's what that's what the take is. That's why it's so good that it comes on weekly because if every episode leaves you with this wanting because they're so mysterious, it really Absolutely. works. It so doesn't before we need start to be going binged. down some breakdown, I want to ask you guys a question. Has anybody on, on the podcast here seen the Forbes article for um, WandaVision is how you watch episode, uh, how you watch television and you have forgotten how? Yeah, I've seen yeah. it, but I haven't I haven't Good read article. it yet. I've seen it um, in rotation. I read it, and it basically says that people have become such spoiled little bitches off binge watching and instant access that when they actually have to wait for something great, 
they like, lose interest. Yeah, they're, they're they're just angry and self-involved, and they're like, you know, this started with the Mandalorian, but now with Wandavision. After two seasons of Mandalorian, people are like, but I want it now. No, it's better this way. You retain the knowledge this way. God damn it. We're doing it Absolutely. this way. It's WandaVision is being marked as one of the Disney Plus's return to bringing people back to appointment television. Well, Game of Thrones actually started doing that, I think. Uh, Game of Thrones was that way. Game of Thrones was that way, but I also know a shitload of people that would wait until the season to be over and then yeah. binge it all. Where nobody's waiting for the end of the Mandalorian. That's, nobody's waiting for the end of WandaVision. End of WandaVision. Like, yeah. I actually like, I'm glad that we've gone back to that because I like having to wait. It's It gives me something to look forward to. It gives me something to think about all week. And then I can rewatch it if I really want to get like delve deeper into it. Because a show like this, there's so much to discover each time you watch it. So that's really exciting, actually. All the right, devil's so in the details. Speaking of the devils in the details, uh, I still believe episode three, the blonde lady, when it shows her bleed that does not Wanda doesn't appear to have total mental control over, is a glimmer of Mephisto. Mephisto's got to be in this show. It's got to be him, right? It's got to be. I mean, I don't know. It seems so out of left field just to drop in at this point. I mean, we're already five episodes in, and with no mention or setup for the okay. character at all, just is to kind it, of drop it in. Is yeah. it though? Because we don't know who is actually in. The next Someone. Doctor Strange. We know this is leading into it, and uh, the neighbor Agnes or whatever. Okay, we got to talk about Agnes first of all. That's yeah. clearly what's her name from the books with the black cat. Agatha Harkness. Agnes Harkness. Agatha Harkness. This is clearly Agatha Harkness, right? But I mean, I don't know if I would use the word clearly. I mean, there's mysteries, there's influences, there's clues. Have Have you guys seen her brooch? Have you paid attention to Agnes's brooch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the very beginning, every time she has a different era of outfit, that brooch is on there somewhere. And it looks like a silhouette of the Grim Reaper, which is also kind of a clue that they left in the first episode's intro. Yeah, and there's a the, the little thing on the shelf with the, the Grim Reaper head, right? With his helmet, helmet. absolutely. Yeah. His yeah. helmet. Uh, and that brooch looks like the Grim Reaper standing over what looks like two small people like her twins. Well, there'd be another Grim Reaper reference because the dog dies after eating the flower blooms. And if you're at the Tom King Vision run... After one of the kids like beats the dog to death or whatever, they beat Sparky to death, and uh, they find one of uh, her rose blossoms or her flower blossoms or whatever. And I can't think of the name right now, but they use the exact. I had to Google it. They use the same name of that plant as the one from the Vision Run. Azaleas. Hey, I'm going to interject right here. Uh, speaking of Tom King, any of our listeners, if you like this show, go Read find the, the Tom King vision. It's going to be in graphic novels all over the place. It's like 12 issues. It's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. It's influence to this show, especially yeah, a- the first two episodes where they're just, uh, you know, Sally Homemaker in it. Yeah. Which nothing Dick for Van nothing. Dyke. The in jokes for, oh yeah, there was a Dick Van Dyke one for the first one. Uh, Bewitched was the second one. Bewitched was the second one. The third one. Brady Bunch, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of 60s feel. And then the fifth one's clearly Family Ties. Yeah, Family Ties all the way. Like down it's to the watercolor. Staircase. And, yeah. And <laughs> just the nods to these. Like, um, I'm sure uh, uh, young people enjoy your youth, but we got better sitcoms <laughs> growing up. And like seeing all the nods to these. Like the Dick Van Dyke show nods had me in the floor laughing. Like the humor in the show is very hard. The first. I'd say three episodes, and by the third episode, you're starting to figure out something's wrong. Well, I mean, the, the ball's on Marvel just to do that and not handhold anybody and just be like, hey, this is what we're going to do, and either you're going to get on board or not. Uh, you know, that represents a lot of really integrity to me. It gets weird. It's weird. 
This is Marvel's Twin Peaks. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what? I've heard people mention, you know, Diet David Lynch, and I'm going to throw one in there. There's a little Donnie Darko in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, there's a lot of that that feeling. that, And that was kind of Lynchian in itself. Yep. True. Well, when we get to the fourth episode, when we get, you know, to see everything in the real world, hey, that woo guy, the meme going around about him that he needs an X-File show with him and Darcy, <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of that. Yeah. I'd Great chemistry my- between those two, for sure. They're awesome. And they're two of a fan favorite of, you know, non-major characters, the supporting cast and getting to see them work together. Because who the fuck didn't love, uh, you know, uh, either one of those characters? They're fantastic. And, and further the, tying in the greater Marvel Universe, you know, suddenly in the background, we're drawing those ties together. Well, if you want to triple that when we have, um, you know, Rambo's kid from Captain Marvel. Ooh, mm-hmm. God, is she not awesome? And I love her so much. I'm glad <laughs> that we started talking about her. What, Monica what, Rambo is Probably my favorite character in the show yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I love how she's in her the world in the hex, and she's clearly thinks she's supposed to be there at first, and then um, that little confusing moment where she's like, "I know that Ultron killed your brother," and Wanda throws her out, and then she comes out and she's like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like I thought I was supposed to be there. It's so cool. Anyway, her character, the actress that plays her is amazing and beautiful, and I absolutely love her character. She's a standout, and especially in episode five, she's just outright telling everybody, like, she doesn't think Wanda's bad. And uh, and I know it's been covered to death on YouTube, but I, this is one of the things I picked up immediately when uh, she picked up the gun and shot it straight up like Peggy Carter in Captain America. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, yes. fuck shooting a gun indoors. And, you know, they figure out it was repurposed to bulletproof material, like breaking down the way that the hex power is changing reality. And that's why yeah. she looked that way when she came out. Right there. I'm going I'm to cool. I'm going to take your sentence right there. The hex powers. Let's let can we talk about Wanda's powers and where they came from in the Marvel uh, movie universe and exactly what the hell's going on with her? Let, let's address that. Yeah, that's crazy. So like, it's like, okay, I, obviously she was affected by an infinity stone. That's what we know right now. Uh, yes. It looks like Hydra infused her in Pietro with energy from specifically the mind stone. That's what the uh, teaser trailer that we saw that introduced them inferred. Yeah. So if that's the case, then the radiation from the mind stone has been eating away at her, empowering her this whole time. Um, so she's kind of almost Phoenixing in a way. Oh, exactly. It is very Phoenix. That's nice. Great. It's like a mix of Phoenix with the idea of the power of if Phoenix to pull off the Pleasantville run from Marvel yeah. and still be able to house of M some shit with a little bit of the visions and the vision yeah, series yeah. turning it for good flavor. Yeah. You know, it's a good recipe. It's a good recipe. It's a it goddamn is. good recipe. And I didn't think they were going to go remotely this far. I think anybody that predicted it going this far is saying that in hindsight lying. And the fact I that didn't. they called it the hex that they, because I remember when I, was, when I was watching it, my dad pointed out first, he was like, why are all these hexagons in this? And I was like, you're right. What the fuck? Like, why is that happening? I'm seeing them everywhere. And, See, I'm, uh, I'm extremely OCD, so I was looking for them going in. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, well, the aim, well that, that guy with the beekeeper, maybe it's AIM. Like, you know, because bee, they look like beekeepers. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And the, like, AIM, my, and the AIM logo does have a hexagon style shape around yeah, it. So it's not a jump at all. No, exactly. Like, if you go back to the one from the 90s, especially, it literally was a fucking hexagon. Yeah. And so, like, 
I was thinking AIM, and that could still be something AIM. Could it still be something Hydra? I'm not sure yet, because I'm thinking that maybe Strucker has something to do with this. Point is, <laughs> it's they called it Hex, which I love, because that's what it's called in the comics, and it made me so happy. And what about that realization at the end of episode three, when you realize that she's been dr- weekend at Bernie'sing his corpse all oh, over the place? God. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so that gets weirder (laughs) if you rewatch episode five and if you watch the footage when she breaks in to take the vision. Yeah. He's broken up into pieces in the fucking table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's like wires connecting the parts. Oh, it's gross. And they mention like that goes against Vision's living will, and they mention sort of making him a weapon. They were weaponizing him. Yeah. Plain of fucking They were they were taking apart that synthesoid to learn things about it. By the way, a synthesoid is a living being. It is a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vision a was a person. <laughs> Don't forget that. This is not just a full-on machine. So this goes, the other thing is she fucking resurrected him. She brought him back from the dead. Yeah. Well, he, did he, she He's though? not technically, he's no. not technically dead because yeah, yeah, the synthesoid is a person, but he was artificially created. So if you look at the metaphysical religious aspects of it, you know, he didn't quote unquote die per se he yeah. is essentially a computer so she's not bringing him back from the dead she's just kind of restarting him right but well, did, he he doesn't yeah, remember. But did you hear what she said did you hear what she said about what you say about why that they couldn't leave when he was like let's just get out of here and she's like you can't we can't this is our home so now. so he can't leave you're, you're he saying can't he leave. can't leave westview no he's or a Westgate or whatever it is so she's got he him walked, contained in that basically container. All right, all right. She's keeping him alive theory, in the reality. He, if he walks yeah, out of yeah. there, and that's what that's how this is going to probably end, unfortunately, is her and those children can walk out of there because those children were created in there, and we know that things can leave the hex because the fucking jump rope did, and it, and so did her clothes. Um, right. But that corpse, when it walks outside of the gate, it's just going to fall down like a dead body. Well, oh, that was gross. my next question is that, do you guys think that she's he's in there all torn apart? Probably. Like he, like she stole him. Mm-hmm. And her her creation of her her vision of her world mm-hmm. is um, him whole. But well, in reality he's not whole. In the, in the trailer for the next episode, he definitely uh, comes out of it whole. So, I mean, but I'm imagining after that, he slowly fades into death. Uh, but he wow. does walk out of the hex. Like, I mean, I saw footage of him walking out of the hex. Well, this also feeds the point of what if all of this isn't Wanda's doing? Well, that's... Yeah, see, it, yeah. And I'm, I am I see, I've had two theories working two, two since theories. we saw the first trailer. Uh, with Mephisto, I just want to see fucking Mephisto. Okay, I ain't fucking around here. I just want to fucking see him. But my other one was when they announced this as the lead-in... This was my my strongest theory, and we talked about this literally as we were forming the podcast. This is how long you know I've been dwelling on Doctor Strange and Nightmare. And it's like I want to see a lead in for Nightmare because it won't make sense. And then when WandaVision gets announced, and they say it leads into Doctor Strange too, we're all jumping over the very possible answer of Nightmare in this being behind some of this because we've like we've seen he is an established character. In the in the MCU, no. From Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he's an established character in Doctor Strange. He's the villain in Doctor Strange too. He's not made an MCU appearance. But if Nightmare is manipulating her to make this fucking world, I mean, that would make perfect fucking sense. It would. Or you know what else would make sense? That it's just her. 
Yeah, I think maybe there's a lot of people that are knowledgeable and care about this story, and they're really piling on some personal ideas. I, I think you might be onto something, CK, there. It just, you know, it just might be her. Like and she even broke. that would be a, a thing in its own regard, because if that's what leads them into Doctor Strange 2, they're like, okay, Nightmare can bend reality and do all this shit. I mean, she could literally be standing there like, yeah, bitch, me too. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, uh, she well, might also, be an asset for Doctor Strange in that regard. So, uh, just gonna spoil the uh, gonna spoil the big spoiler for Episode Five, and that the thing that everybody's talking about that broke the internet. Uh, X Men Pietro um, shows up in the show, and since she's like, well, I can pull X Men Pietro out of the multiverse, she just pulls a House of M and says, no more multiverse, and everything Ooh. kind of just cascades into madness. And then Nightmare goes, well, now it's my turn to fuck shit up because she just broke the world or broke the multiverse. See, I'm thinking of this the entire other way. I'm thinking her existence doing this might have opened it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, she fucked it up somehow, though. Well, definitely. Well, we definitely know that Spider-Man 3 is multiverse. We know... It's in the fucking title for Doctor well, Strange know, too. Yeah. yeah, this is called the multiverse on... trilogy. Yeah, the multiverse of madness. I don't want to be too. We got this covered speculation, but I mean, if you look at it, multiverse of madness that stands for mom. She birthed the twins. Maybe she's going to birth this multiverse. I Ooh. mean, I don't know. It's hey, I would okay, put it past yeah. them. They're weird. Yeah, yeah. You just we got this covered it like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Marvel's dude. Ever since Feige took over all creative, because you got to think now he's doing the books too. Uh, that this is shit's changed. Like, this wouldn't have happened before. Like now, like one division is his first test run, basically on being full Feige. Like this is King Feige working now. It's this Maestro Feige. This is not just like Kevin Feige. Like now he's got the power. I approve of it. Well, we're 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 very much just grazing over the fact. What the fuck? That's the Quicksilver? Come on, like, seriously. <laughs> and you all just, right, you all just right. graze the fuck over the shock of Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it was that, and it was fucking seeing Luke in Mandalorian, and those were the yeah, two yeah, come to yeah. Jesus, jizz your pants, shit your pants, whatever the fuck moments. And it's just like, yeah, okay, well, I'm, I'm Cody, I'm CK, hi, I'm, how you doing? I'm just gonna graze over the fact that this motherfucker <laughs> came from the Fox universe. It is yeah. that and it really pisses me off because before I gained weight and grew a beard, I looked like that guy and I was looking at that going, man, I used to be pretty. Oh, wait, for fucking wait. He's from Fox. That was the first. One of my deep favorite breath, actors, too. Deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <sighs> One of my favorite actors. I love Evan Peters. I love Evan Peters and uh, his like, he's my Quicksilver. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yes. No, totally. Like, he, he, he saved watching Age of Apocalypse, so hard. Yeah, he, uh, I think, well, Foggy's listening to the fans, man. Uh, he, he knows that people like that Quicksilver better. And he thought, well, hey, I can throw, I can toss him a bone here. And hey, if it, if this is a Mephisto thing going on, then that's a perfect situation where they can t- spin that whole thing where it's like, yeah, he pulled a, a, an image from, of Pietro from the multiverse, but it's just Mephisto fucking with you. Like, that's totally cool too. I'm cool either way, but I think yeah, it's but- Pietro. I think it's I, I, no, I, my, here was my thoughts on this. I was like, okay, uh, uh, when the episode ended, I freaked the fuck out. And I'm like, every, it's like, they got mutants. So I was like, we got Mephisto. Clearly, that's not going to be it. And then my brain starts functioning like, but what if it doesn't? Like, what if yeah. it's not Mephisto? And it's what just if- left 
unexplained and he's there. And what okay. if the X-Men stuff and the mutant stuff as it starts appearing, there isn't, because this has been our constant argument and bitch uh, for a year now of this show, year plus, has been how do you introduce the X-Men into Marvel after everything that they've seen, but after the blip, if these people from the multiverse are starting to appear, that's how you get mutant hatred. They're not from our reality. They didn't fight Thanos. They weren't here. Fuck mutants. That opens a legitimate fucking door. I mean, that that does, but you know, there's something else that you have to consider with the Marvel movies is that everyone in the Marvel movies so far has been granted or gifted their powers. No far, uh, so far, nobody that I can think of has been born with their abilities. So, there's going to be something that's going to happen where people start to get born with these powers, and that's Tony going Stark to be was where born that an asshole does that count? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know if asshole's a superpower. Really, I think we would all be at the top of the world if that were oh, yeah. <laughs> the case. I hey, have my own Wakanda. <laughs> you know, and, and there's some interesting other things, not just Pietro, because I mean, dude, that's the coolest thing ever. And it look, the way I feel about it is he's probably just the X-Men Pietro that is currently in her reality, whose brain's getting fucked with by like everybody else's. Like she but just, is it though? It, well, maybe he's just a West. Maybe it's just a visual Easter egg, and maybe he's just maybe, a Westview uh, citizen. Uh, maybe he don't look like that at all. Yeah, red herring. Maybe it's a red herring. I'm yeah. sick of the red herring interview. I mean, uh, uh, I'm tired of the red herring defense because I want to see what happens if he stays like that in that episode, and our Quicksilver looks like Uncle Jesse from Full House. Well, I hope that's what it is. Oh shit, that's next. Mm. Yeah, I hope that's what it is for real. I hope that he's just like. Like he's here now. And yeah, you see what I'm saying, and and he's got the leather jacket and everything. Yeah, and I mean, and I know that fits the Fox Men universe, but I mean, come on, next episode if we get Quicksilver, Uncle Jesse, everybody shut your butt. It'll be the greatest fucking thing to face of the earth. Well, <laughs> one next thing episode that was... is the. Oh, sorry. No, I next, apologize. Next episode is the Halloween episode. So. Oh shit! When the first time that we see the Vision in the old school outfit, and the first time we see Wanda in her old school outfit, and the teases at Young Avengers, yes. And I think we get to see Quicksilver in his outfit too. No, keep him in the Uncle Jesse leather jacket. <laughs> it's Halloween. I this is the way I have spoken. I saw the do- I saw the kids in their costumes, like Wiccan and Speed. Like they look like little homemade versions and, and, of Wiccan and, and Speed. Okay, uh, break that down for people who don't know who they are. Oh, okay. Wiccan and Speed. So Wiccan is uh, Billy, and he has powers like his mom. And Speed is Tommy, and he's basically Quicksilver. So. And the one that has powers like his mom is also... This is something that I noticed in the second watch. When he's trying to teach Sparky to fetch, he's rubbing the the treat in his head. Yeah. Like he's trying to use his mom's powers. Plus, uh, their outfits were red and green, and the kids are seen in nothing but red and green. Yeah. Also, he's the one aging them up because that's his power. Oh. I think yeah, it's him doing it. Yeah. I th- it can't be both of them doing it together. I think it's just like Billy's like. Actually, I think it could be, actually, now that you m- mentioned it. Maybe, maybe, maybe they, he taps into Tommy, and then that's how they do it. Oh, teamwork. Well, they're twins, right? It makes the dream yeah, That's work. how twins work together. Mm hmm. So maybe, but it's interesting because that's definitely something that he can do later on. I know that's what Wiccan can do. Wiccan also gay character, uh, really cool character. Uh, he's with Hulkling in the comics. So oh, that's to great. And, just, that. and very, very organic too. You never yeah. feel like you're being hit over the head with it. It's just natural. So that's, that's cool. They're everyone's favorite couple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, just out of nowhere here, I did love the fact that they mentioned uh, you know Scarlet Witch could have taken out Thanos by himself in episode mm, five. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, Wu just going. Captain Marvel came close, and like the look on Rambo's face. Uh huh. Absolutely. I made a note of that right here in my notes. You, that you has to be setting up something for fucking later because she's in. Isn't she in the new Captain Marvel movie? Yes. Yeah, she's in Captain Marvel too, along with Kamala Khan. Oh, that's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's ask this question: Is Wanda Maximoff a villain? I think they're walking her the anti-hero line like she fucking should have been done. I think, yeah, they're walking that, but Haywood is definitely pushing her to be a villain for some reason. Like, he really... Man, why is every Marvel, every fucking government agency they got, besides Nick Fury, whoever runs it is a dick. My favorite thing about <laughs> Haywood is that they literally just watched every 80s sci-fi movie for the corporate villain. They just <laughs> handed it to a fucking <laughs> casting agent and said, give me that guy. I'm sure he's blonde. Yeah, I don't even fucking think he auditioned. I really fucking don't. I think they found a dude that looks like he would tell RoboCop that meet Ed 29 or 209 and like they cast the motherfucker like he could have been in Brazil. He could I could do this all day. Like, yeah. like they, 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 they just fucking cast him like somebody that looks like he's been in a circle jerk with Mitt Romney. Can we get him? <laughs> and they found him and they fucking put him in the show and he's like th- that, you even look at the way that he plays his character. You know, he's one of those people that if you touch their face, your hands greasy. But you know, he took a shower today. Like, like everything about him is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think she's. I think she's bad. I think that she's not good. It's my point. Um, I mean, if you write down everything she's done on paper, it's like, yeah, that's you're pretty shitty. Well, shitty. I think she wants <laughs> to be good, though. I she think does. that Vision kind of. I think felt her falling in love with Vision, him falling in love with her, like their relationship. I think that Vision is good. He's ultimate good. Yes, and is. there's oh, yeah. nothing bad about Vision at all. And she, and maybe she's the opposite. Maybe she is ultimately bad. Opposite. Like attract. I was take, saying earlier, like she, she, she has seen what good is through Vision, and without him, she knows that she's going to revert to being. A, a bad person and or a, a, a villain and she doesn't want that so she wants vision to be there with her because i mean well a she loves him and b he's ultimate good and she and she sees that and she longs for it i, I want to wow. nice. only thing i have for that note for that great speech was uh, i'm going to call him lawful good yeah, <laughs> he's definitely lawful. He good. is totally lawful. Good. And I she's just, chaotic uh, evil. Yeah, maybe. she's that's what I was about to say. She's chaotic <laughs> evil for sure. So, because so, there's no chaotic neutral about you enslaving a town. No, no. At that point, you're not chaotic neutral. You're you're fucking chaotic evil. Like I get it. You're fun at parties, but I leave before you have drink six. You know, like like she's yeah. that friend. So I was well, here's bring... another thing too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, real real fast, just to wrap that no, up. Um, Vision, I think. He sees there is good in her because Vision saw it. Vision, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have fallen in love with her if not. So there what? is good in her, and he saw it and he pulled it out of her and he brought it to the surface, and she knows that. Yeah, well, totally. That also, was a really great point because we are, we're still three episodes left to go here, and there's clearly going to be a fight between the two of them. A breakup. Because, <laughs> yeah, who who doesn't love a great superpower domestic squabble? You know, it'd be like Mr. and Mrs. Smith with superpowers. But uh, it'll be a this fun time. This is making me sad. It'll be uh-huh. a fun time. It'll be a oh, fun this time. Is, let me, let me, well, let me just go ahead. Gonna, 
we know they're going to get into it. My question is this. We know they're going to get into a fight. Yeah. Is the results of that going to make her a better person or a worse person? Because it's clearly going to be her being a worse person and not wanting to give up control and him being not, I don't, I'm not even calling him a voice of reason at this point. He's confused, chaotic with no memories. Yet he still has all of this information retained. You know, his brain is basically the fucking internet, you know, and he's, he's very the lawful good type. If, if this turns out bad, if, is it going to be the fight that makes her change? Or is it going to be, if she leaves this and Vision dies, makes it change? Is she going to stay the self-absorbed bad person? Or is she going to learn some lessons? And it walks the line for Wanda Maximoff's character. Fucking perfectly, because she's been a hero. And, you know, she was introduced as, you know, a villain and then joined the Avengers. And then, you know, you know we go all the way to House of M. Like... Her characters walk the line on everything. Do you think this is going to gain her more moral flexibility for the future? Which I think would be great because I'm tired of clean cut black and white people in the MCU. That's Uh, a very good point. It's possible because um, it kind of reminds me of uh, Magneto, actually, as a character. He has walked the whole entire spectrum of that also. Absolutely. um, He's very complex. And I love that direction that she's going as a complex character because she is a complex character character you mean her dad so okay you mentioned magneto mm-hmm. did you guys notice the x-men callback in that episode in episode five like not just pietro um but when she's uh when she's out there talking to haywood and she makes all the guns turn on him mm-hmm. oh absolutely totally. a moment totally was that's that's x-men Actually, that's <laughs> for the first x-men movie right yeah, that's from they... the first x-men movie uh, when he turns all their guns, guns on him yep one thing about the writing of this show is just for a second, just for a millisecond, I thought maybe those guys were all going to get fucking shot. I did too. I was like, she's going <laughs> to kill them. Because, it, <laughs> because where they went there with the corpse thing, I thought, yep. well, fuck it. Now we can be a little dark with this shit. No, no, no. no. They weren't going to get shot. And I'll tell you why right now. I wish if they, they killed everybody <laughs> out there. This was my honest to God thought. If they would have killed everybody out there in this gunfire, then they now know that the standard military can't deal with it. They got to go get soups. Also, I hate to be I hate to be realistic, but where the fuck are the Avengers? <laughs> I mean, you can't bring up the constant MCU question. Every MCU MCU movie that happens, where I know, are the but Avengers? in this case. Okay, we could probably do the math. I mean, Thor is out being fat Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Captain America is 80 years old. Uh Uh, Iron Man's dead. Uh Spider-Man's on on vacation? Yes, Spider-Man's on vacation. vacation Right now now he's not even on vacation yet. He's going back to school. Uh, Falcon and Captain America, or uh, Bucky rather, doing their thing, whatever it is we're about to see soon. So, I mean, I don't really think there is an Avengers right now. I think you're right. I think you're right, yeah. They're all busy. Yeah, there is no who you're going to call. That is so true. So I have, we got we got Johnny Wu and Darcy. That's who we're going to call. Yeah, we have. I was going to say we have Johnny Wu, John Wu. Uh, the the Johnny goddamn Wu. hopeful X Files show. They Witchbusters, <laughs> Ghostface, Mythbusters, Mythbusters. Oh I, I said Witchbusters. Oh, oh, I was like Mythbusters. Mythbusters way better. <laughs> So there's something strange in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, but so, okay. Off, uh, also, there's some little things that are mentioned in the show that we're going to run through. We have to run through it. Uh, I know an aerospace engineer that this is right up their alley. 
That's a red herring for Reed Richards. They are Is not it? introducing the Fantastic Four through a fucking passing line in goddamn one <laughs> division. Well, they I mentioned mean, two space things. engineer. They mentioned the astronaut program not working out so well since the blip. The civilian astronaut program. That could and be then, a hint. And then the aerospace engineer. But then I've heard people say, and this is just from the internet, that it could be that little girl that she became friends with that was a scroll in the first one. Because, hey, let me tell you, scrolls are fucking here big time. Scrolls are here Ooh. big time. In the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer, they go into a club. And when they go into the back room, there are like 50 jars on the wall. And it's full of scroll skulls and heads that have been de- decapitated. Yep, that's fucked up. Okay, so I, I went another direction with this, and even though I, I've, I've seen the, uh, I've seen that video that you're talking about, the conspiracy yeah. theory about that. Yeah. I, since we do have an Ironheart show confirmed on Disney Riri Plus, Williams. but I mean, also they're setting up America Chavez. I don't know how that's going to play because she's in Doctor Strange. So, and I mean, and then again, I mean, hell, we're doing WandaVision this whole time. I'm still shocked that we haven't seen Simon Williams Wonder Man yet. Like, I figured this is how they would introduce Wonder Man. They're talking about fucking Grim Reaper this much. Uh, that's his brother. And Wonder what the Man. Fuck? How didn't, how did, how did I never even think of that? You were so right. <laughs> yeah. Like, God and, damn, that's a good point. Like, like he, when he was in a coma, he was in a coma. Like, remember him and Wanda were dating. And then like, he went into the coma and Vision and her got back together and all that. Like, they're interlinked Whoa. like big time. Like, soap the, opera. Yeah, and this is like a soap opera. I mean, it is. Oh, it might get to that point yeah. before the end. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. When they fight next episode, I'm guaranteed you that's, that may be why he leaves the hex, because he's like, I'm walking out. And then he walks out and fucking... But, oh. Well, what about the these children? What about these babies? Where, where did they come from? There's a mention of no children in Westfield. But now she's got these two children that are they, aging very quickly. And it was one of the things that uh, Vision bitches are out before in episode five is where the other children I walk by in the playground to work every day and the playground's empty. Mm-hmm. And when you just said that right now, that really triggered something in my mind, which was his acting in that episode specifically. I mean, when he's talking to her about these things, the passion that his acting conveys it's so amazing. Why are there no children in Westfield Wanda? Like, it's just so amazing to me. Yeah. Well, if like, you look at Paul you... Bittany's, uh, like, his career, though, like, he is a very theatric actor. Uh, I like, can totally of, see that. Outside of movies, he's made most of his, like, legacy for acting, like, in the acting community from theater work. And my God, is he showing it in this series. Mm-hmm. Because he's basically a different person every episode, sometimes two or three different ones. We mentioned it about Wanda doing it, but so is Paul Bettany. But he's also doing it from the phrase, you know, take it from the headset of, you're the only fucking android here. And he's not even questioned that until episode five. When he's drunk on gum. (laughs) Drunk on gum gum is probably the best Marvel gag I've ever seen. And the tag team work that shows Wanda actually cares about him and it was not in control. I think it was the first time you actually got to see Wanda not in control. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, look, I just made this. And see, he, 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 and I made a joke. And, you know, she did the whole bewitched gag, but it was it was fantastic. I'm Backwards, sorry. yeah. Vision is her blind spot as well as Agnes. 
when she's around Agnes, she just like she just doesn't fucking notice. Like she's like doing her stuff in front of her and everything, and they're like, she does like, notice. And this is a question well, I want to ask. They mentioned that too in that last episode, episode five. They um, she's doing stuff in front of Agnes, and um, Vision's like, what, "What are you doing?" Agnes is right there, and she's like, "Ah, oh, she doesn't care." Or she doesn't notice whatever. Well, the the big thing with that scene, though, like the major takeaway from that for me was when she fucks up a line and then looks directly at Wanda and was like, should right. I do that again? Oh, should yeah. Again? So, which proves that she has cognizant awareness inside of the hex bubble. And we've seen some of the other people kind of have noticed because in episode three uh, has everything. If you wa- if you rewatch episode three when they're outside with a neighbor's scene. OK, Herb knows. Um, the first times that you see them outside, there's a full normal background spread. Yeah. And every time they go back outside, it becomes more set looking. And by the last time they go out there, you can even see like the particle board in the, in the thing that he's the, the, the brick wall that he's still cutting with hedge clippers. And the background behind him is now just a, a falling apart wall of the background. Mm. And like if you if you go back and look at the backgrounds in episode three or anytime Wanda's losing her shit, the background is constantly deteriorating. Mm. And it's also shown uh, when when we see her redo lines, which I have my theory for this is that there these people have been reliving the same episodes for these eight or nine days or how long it's been like they're reliving the same episodes of the show so she can edit it. Yes, yeah, so she can edit it, and that's why we've seen different versions of her. There's uh, every time uh, Monica gets thrown out of the the set. Every time there's been three times we've seen that she gives a different answer to Vision every all three times. Huh. Like I, I think she's in syndication in her own show. Oh shit. That'd be cool. So then we still got the question on the table here. Where did those fucking babies come from? One thing that we established in episode five was that Wanda is not creating anything. She's just changing things that already exist. She's she's adapting matter. So where do these kids come from? And, you know, Vision did very passionately say, there's no children here. You know, he went through the whole spiel. So where did they come from? Android peen still not a logistical answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> if it's not... <laughs> if it's not, if it's not Mephisto being involved, which of course we know from the comics that they were born because Mephisto put the soul shards in her. Thank you, um, because that's one of the reasons I thought when the kids appeared, this is Mephisto. This is right, Mephisto. Right. It's very. It seems very obvious. And Kevin Feige also said we're doing comic book Scarlet Witch. So when he said that, I just took a lot of the things that were going to be comic booky at this point. But if it's not that, then maybe she was pregnant, and that's why she went and got that body. Maybe things work different with synthesoid DNA. I don't know. There's a lot of things we don't understand. But she's definitely like like Monica said, those kids are real. Also, I think Monica just got her powers. That's true. I think Monica just got her powers in the last episode. It would make sense for her future appearances. Well, because when they did the x-rays on her, they were like blown. I, I, I sent you guys a, an image of it, I think, of the photon powers when she turns fo- photon. Oh, and yeah, like and uh, blood work is blank after she gets those tests. It's kind of blank, but it's like a big flash, and there's a couple spots on the page where it's like... I did notice that. ...dark. So it's like... So that was her CTs and your blood work, and your CTs look like all washed out with light. Is she photon now? Like, if you go into the, the hex, does the hex radiation affect you? Are all those oh. people mutants? Is everybody in there oh, a mutant now? Shit. <laughs> like, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my God, that's really great. Good. And if you look at some of the levels of actors they pulled into this show, I mean, there's some high, there's some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. 
Heavy TV hitters. Oh, I can't wait till Friday. Yeah, that's the next episode. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I think it seems like we've gotten one division out of our systems. Why don't we go around the table and everybody throw out a final thought? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, really, you should watch WandaVision, and you should watch it weekly. Obviously, right now, if you've not started it, you need to catch up. Uh, but definitely don't watch it all at the end. I think you'll you'll get more out of it. I can't explain why. Just do it, and you'll see what I mean. Um, the mystery keeps you held. It, it keeps a hold of your attention. And, uh, man, it's, it's a really good show. Like, Marvel's killing it with their first show. And big question I have to the whole group for my last thing. Uh, so we've had a big cameo of uh, Evan Peters, Pietro Maximoff in episode five. Who's going to be the big reveal in the final episode besides Doctor Strange, which I feel like we're going to get to see anyway. Do you think that we will see another mutant? And would it be one of my three, Xavier, Logan, or Magneto? I don't think we're going to see oh. any of those. We're not going to see any of those. It is way too early in Marvel's long game. Marvel plays a long game I like know. a motherfucker. I just expect it for some reason. I would say it's a much more realistic call for C. uh, Benedict. Nobody can pronounce his last name. Oh, you're going to see him. He's going to be in it. He's got to be. Or I would say uh, a uh, a nightmare reveal, which I think would be more realistic since he's the villain of the next movie. I think think that's realistic. My heart of hearts wants Mephisto, but I think nightmares are safe money. Well... Uh, Cumberbatch is how you pronounce his last name. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that would be a good pick for me to see as a reveal. I think uh, also Magneto. I don't know. Um, who knows? This show has so much speculation and that is a beautiful thing. I love I know. how much it makes me think about it and how many mysteries and what is going on and who is controlling all this. How is this going to play out? I absolutely love the content in each episode and, that that's crazy because they're they're short episodes. They're thirty ish minutes. I think the last one was forty, but it's that's crazy because there's so much content. I can watch a different show that's an hour long and be like, oh, I want more. I need more. But there's so much in these shows that I am I'm like I need a minute to think about this thirty minutes I just watched, and I love that. Love the acting. Love the characters. It's fantastic. Oh, also, yeah. I just want to give a quick shout out to. Um, I didn't say her name earlier because I didn't know it, and I apologize, but the actress that plays Monica Rambeau, my favorite character, mm-hmm. is Tayona Paris, and she's awesome. Well, she's fucking it. killing it. She's fucking killing it, for sure. So, so here is, here's my, here's my um, speculation. Here's how I think the final scene will happen, and here's who I think the cameo will be. It's really quick. But, you know, when I have a prediction, I have to do it because I've, I'm always yep. right. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Everything's gone to shit. Doctor Strange has shown up. Uh, she's blasting apart the multiverse. She's inside the Mind Stone at this point. She's still got access to it. I don't know how, but she does. She's maybe a Mind Stone from every- another universe. Yes, something. She has access to the Mind Stone. Something's fucking up. Nightmare or Mephisto or whoever all are involved are fucking with her. Get- she's she's pushing. She's pushing. She wants to fix everything. Everything slows down. It freezes, and you hear. Wanda, and it's Patrick Stewart's voice. Oh, yeah. And he's reaching out to her across the multiverse with his, with, you don't see him. I don't think you see him. He's just talking. You might see like a close up of his eyes, but he's talking to her from the mansion, is my idea. 
and if trying it was to stop McAvoy, her. I would say that's more realistic because they got like 20 years of mutant movies planned, and Patrick you know Stewart, love him, ain't gonna make it that long. I just same, imagine they same. pull him in. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> your turn, Michael. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of rolling my eyes at WandaVision going into it. Um, it felt like it might be a back step. It wasn't dealing with current things. I, I, I didn't know what to think of it. I, I wasn't that excited about it. And I am blown away at the creative integrity that this show has. Um, and like I've said before, it's not holding anybody's hand. Um, it's bold. It's a bold show. And I love it. It's so smart uh, with everything tying together and making sense. I'm not, I've not seen a plot hole or weakness yet. Um, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. And as, as far as a big reveal is concerned, I don't know. I'm not going to put too much into it. I, I think it is Doctor Strange. I think Doctor Strange is going to be your big Luke Skywalker moment of this season. Uh, it might tie a couple of side characters together. I think he's going to be the big one. Um, if we're talking about mutants, I think outside shot, when we've seen Madripoor, we might see Patch or maybe Wolverine and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's what I'm saying. That would be cool. I can see that. I don't think we need one. I really don't think we need one. I think the star power is here. I think the reveals for the characters that we already have in the show is enough. I would like to see who these people really are in relation to the MCU and what's going forward. I don't want a big reveal. Like I don't want a big cameo in the last episode. I want reveals for the characters I'm already seeing. Right. Mm, yeah. All right. I can agree Support with that, it. actually. Well, this is five episodes of WandaVision. We got. We didn't four get Jamie's here, did we? Yeah, we I did. did. Yeah, we got okay, Ridge. We did. She's okay. good. I'm just making she sure we got her off chest. Yeah. How dare uh, you, JC? And here's the funniest thing. We've been doing this for an hour, and we've not even scratched the surface on how much shit is in just those five episodes alone. That's how I true. thick I this shit is. I could talk for eight hours. Oh, yeah, totally. Easily. Easy. I think we hit the highlights, though. I'm good with Definitely. it. Yeah, yeah we're good. It. We got four more episodes left. Why don't you join us after those four episodes for our full season recap? And next week, we're going to go back to our hour-long normal episode schedule. Before we get out of here, is there anything before we go to the next episode? Maybe these are tea, some of the things that we're going to talk about in there. But is there anything oh, yeah. that uh, you you guys are excited about? Round the table, I'll go last. Like, excited about the sea coming up since now COVID land is not totally fucking release schedules and we're starting to get stuff again. Like what's everybody excited for? I played the new um, demo for um, the resident evil village game. That's coming out in May. Oh, last what night. Did you think? What did you and think? It, it's fucking insane. Like it's <laughs> terrifying. It's beautiful in a gross way and um, very mysterious, very cool play style. Um, I'm very excited to to play more of that. I was I was so sad that it ended and I couldn't play more until fucking May, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Do you to. do that on PS5? Yes. <laughs> well, I have my uh night planned now from that. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, you have to check it out. Please oh, do. Oh, oh, yeah, there the, there will be text. There will be blood. Ah, that's fantastic. Thank you for that one. Mike, what do you got? You know what? Jamie mentioned future state earlier. Uh, that's just a little uh, soiree for a couple months. I'm looking forward to DC Comics Infinite Frontier, man. It really looks like a callback to maybe Rebirth. It seems hopeful. It seems creative. It seems like they've gotten this old school uh, Didio Snyder uh, out of the way, and they're forging some new, literally, Infinite Frontiers. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Got to check that out, too. God, you guys are fucking my wallet up today. I'm so, I got to check that out, too. Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm, yes. 
<laughs> I like, really want to talk shit about that, but I finally watched the trailer today because I thought, fuck all of this, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. It looks good. I, I wanted to talk shit about it too. I wanted to hate on it, but honestly, they're putting together something really interesting here. They have to size up Kong. Get over it. Get over it. And also, he has a backstory where he's going to pick up a fucking axe that, that's made of a Godzilla fucking scale. That's the only way he can hang on to him. I mean, it's better than the fucking 60s movie where they ate berries and got the same size. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Cody killed me. You know, when um, Skull Island, they even mentioned, you know, well, he's just now starting to grow or what, whatever the quote is. They, they mentioned that he's going to keep getting bigger. Yeah, so and is also, that, is that the Kong from the Skull Island franchise? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is I a good movie. That. That's really good news. That's because yeah. Skull Island was the shit. Yeah, Skull Island's good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And it looks fun, man. It looks, it looks awesome. Like, look, I, I, it's fun. It's been fun for the past couple weeks to see a bunch of nerds all just disagreeing about something normal. Like, <laughs> why don't you close us out with your final uh, thoughts here, JC? What are you looking forward to? I got a huge uh, left field one, actually. That was not be expected at all. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers is about Whoa. to come out. All right. And uh, I'm about to finish Persona 5 after roughly 90 hours. And uh, Nice, nice. The Persona 5 Strikers, if you're with the Dynasty Warriors franchise, it's one of those games. I can't pronounce the company right. I don't want to be disrespectful Kauai. to them. Kauai? Kauai? No, Kauai? like, the, like hey. the, the team that makes them, not, not Kauai, like the team. I see. But they just did that. Uh, that uh, there's a there's one development team under them that does this, and they just did Hyrule Warriors, which my daughter's playing. Oh, right, right, now. right, right. And uh, absolutely, like my daughter is on limited video game time right now, and she literally soaks up every second in it because, like, I can switch between the people. I can switch between the people, and they were working on these games in tangent, so you get to be the Phantom Thieves. Switching in tangent in a Destiny Warrior style environment, but right, when right. you go and select them, it will still go back to the menus when you have to use your personas and your powers, so it still feels like Persona 5. And, you know, I know it's not going to be a Persona 5 level story, but you tell me there's going to be a giant beat em up where I can pause and do turn based combat with my favorite Phantom Thieves. Oh, God, I'm going to 100% that shit. I yeah. can't wait. And uh, this is going to other consoles so everybody can enjoy it and play it. And it's not going to be like the deep Persona 5 experience. But if you've been through that slog of Persona 5, believe me, you just want to see the characters and have some fun and, you know, take your vacation. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Well, um, as we wrap it up here, I want to give a shout out to our comic book owner, our beloved Bill Langford. It's his 50th birthday yeah, today. Right. Happy, Happy birthday, Bill. Birthday, Bill. We Happy birthday, love Bill. Bill. This show would not exist without Bill Langford, without a doubt. He's so awesome. Uh, he's and if you've never been to his shop, it's Comics Exchange in Chapman Highway, Knoxville, Tennessee. And if you're listening from another part of the country, when COVID dies down, get your ass on a plane just to go check his shop out and just talk to Bill and tell Comics him. Exchange is the Cheers of comic stores. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. You know, one of the first times that me and Bill ever had a conversation, he looked at me and goes, you know what? Some people go to a music venue to make friends. Some people go to a bar and some people come here. Hell yeah. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's, you, you, you don't walk out without a story after you've, you know, met Bill. Like it's always a story. He's, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Happy, birthday. Right. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Bill. Hey, Bill. So All right, next I guess, week we will uh, yeah. return with normal episodes. Is that what we're doing? That looks like the uh, the goal here, yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for tuning in to Geeks and Hair of the Earth's rambling. We love this. This is the opposite of 
Wonder Woman 1984 edition <laughs> of Geeks and the Heart of the Earth. We love you all, and normal content will resume quickly. It's a pandemic, guys. We're doing what we can, but we love you, and thanks for keeping tuning in. I'm JC. I'm CK. Mike D. Jamie Skull out. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing.